You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Tonight, we're talking about the big screen adaptation for Stephen King's It, as well as the novel and the 1990 miniseries. Spoilers for all will be in this episode. You have been warned. You have no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. Supreme Being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Ah, yes. I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit. Oh, your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. This city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. The mayor, real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. Welcome to the podcast. I am Brian Elkins. With me tonight, Mr. Jeremy Benson. Hi. And Mr. Jared Callen. Hello, Georgie. <laughs> you want your boat back, Georgie? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and yes, tonight we are talking about Stephen Cujo. King's... What? No. It's... Cujo. <laughs> Cujo? What are you talking about, man? No, we, we, we've we already covered that one. Been there. That's right. We did. That's right. So, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about the novel. <laughs> going to talk about the 1990s miniseries, but of course we're going to talk about the new film, this year's new adaptation that opened up really big in the box office. Final numbers were $123.4 million. It's massive for a horror film. Massive. And, an R-rated horror film. I think the uh, previous number was like in the $50 million range. Whoa, it blew it up by that much? Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. That's super massive. Yeah. It's like ten million away from Deadpool. Well, how do they how do they do that? How do they, how do they get this movie up that big? I just think it's a perfect storm of you got people that know the book, you got people that remember the miniseries, you got people that recognize Pennywise the character, the killer clown scare that was out like a year ago. Yeah, you, hey, you, just think about what it would have been if you know these hurricanes hadn't. Oh, dude, totally. I know that when we three went and saw it, there were there were oh, lines yeah. out in front of uh, the two. The two showings they had going. It was crazy. All right, we are at packed house. I mean, I can remember even before I even knew what it was. Like, I'd seen the book. I'd heard adults talking about the book. So it's it's been sort of something that's been in my consciousness for as long as I can remember. No, I you know I no I didn't I didn't know about it until the miniseries. Really? Yeah, when the miniseries came on, I remember that being a. A big deal, but Stephen King miniseries were uh, they were a thing. Well, that was the first one back in the day. Was that the very first yeah, one? Yeah, the it, it one was the first one. I remember that was a that was a huge deal. It was like, oh yeah, yeah you guys, gotta make sure you watch this. It's gonna be super. Oh, I scary. remember everybody stayed home that night to watch. 
that miniseries. Yeah, and they did the stand and Tommy Knockers. All those were big deals. I was only six when it came out, so I don't really remember it. But uh, I, I remember seeing pieces of it. I have like vivid images. For, for some reason, the uh, thing, well, like in my brain, I remember it as a turtle thing. But it's the bottom of the spider, the uh, the, the lights. The, yeah, the, the that representation the of the dead, dead lights. lights. Yes, uh, yeah, I have that sticks in my brain as something that I remember seeing as as a young child for some reason. Like I was talking to my daughter about it. God damn your cat! <laughs> and I was talking. I mean, I was talking to her about it, and she said that so for her, it's it's interesting because it's like a horror movie, right. but it's also like an adventure story, and then it's like a fantasy because you have all these elements of like. You know, the good force bringing these people together to fight this bad force. And right. It's, it's like it's like a traditional, it's it's like, it's a, tr- a traditional kids bonding movie with a little horror element thrown in there. It's like Stand By Me, but horror. Yeah, give us, give, give us a little plot rundown there, Benson. No, you do the plot rundowns, we comment. Oh, but come on, man, you've read the books. Like, how, how many times you read this book? I have no idea how many times I've read the book. Yeah, come on. Come, you I know read you it once when I was like, oh man, I was probably about 14, 15. And then when I was in my 30s, I got into a kick where I started rereading all of King's older books. And I've read that one probably about three times since then. That's your go-to book when you think about, I need to reread a book, or you just have the itch to kind of jump back in and check it out again? Like, I will be walking by the bookshelf and look over and go, huh? It calls to you. We were leaving, uh, I think, the second screening of the new movie. Your wife said this. this is one that... She, she reads yearly? She, re- she used to read it yearly, Holy yeah. Holy crap. And how long does it take to read it? Oh, this, it, this is a long-ass book. It's a terribly she long book. She reads super fast. Well, she read The Stand in three days. How many pages is that? Longer than it. Oh, how, really? how much coffee was she drinking? Was she just... <laughs> she just gets so... Like, she, like, like when she starts reading a book... Pots. I remember when The Passage came out. I hid the book from her because we had shit to do. Because <laughs> she will like just become a hermit, and you won't see her. She'll just go into her room, and she's in that book. And then I knew, like, because I, I had already read it, and I knew how she was going to be. I was like, no, you need to wait. And I gave it to her when I knew that she had a couple days, and <laughs> she could just vanish. Because she'll stay up all night, just... All day, she just can't stop reading. It. You're like a responsible drug dealer. If she's with books. if she's into the book, <laughs> if she's not into the book, then you were kind enough to give me the book and the uh, audio book. So I'm about to uh, about to dive into the audio book, but I will try to follow along. I like to do that and like kind of read along. You know, read while I listen. The audio book on this is really good. Yeah, Stephen Weber uh, does it. What else has he done, Stephen uh, Weber? Wings, man. Wings, that's right. That's good. Yeah, when I, when he's I looked Brian it up. on Wings. Yeah, I had to look it up. I, I was like, uh, that was the one thing that popped out to me. And of did. course, he's uh, in the TV miniseries of The Shining. He plays... Um, Jack. Yeah, Torrance. Oh, really? He actually plays Jack Torrance? Yep. That's interesting. And the, the Mick Garris, Stephen King written adaptation, no less. <sighs> there you go. Mm. Well, apparently we don't need to get into that. <laughs> I I, I, honestly, I, I make those sounds. It's but man. I don't. I mean, you know what? Do you I don't do? remember it. I, I remember seeing it, thinking, yeah, plot wise, it follows the book better, but oh, it's bad. You know, I've I've thought stuff like that before, and then gone back and watched something and been like, ah, oh, that's not as bad as I thought it was. Right. Which it wasn't what I felt when I watched the miniseries of this. <laughs> That's, that that is kind of strange. Like up until man, this weekend, I mean, I've always you know remembered the miniseries being pretty solid. And my youngest daughter, who is you know too young to you know to go see it, but the older two were 
by God, they were going. Like, I ended up having to see the movie twice after seeing it with y'all. So the youngest just kept asking, and I want to know about it. I want to know about it. And we kept telling her, like, because she's real sensitive to this kind of stuff. Like, she gets scared easy. She just would not give up. And finally, my son was like, just show her the miniseries. I was eight when you showed it to me. So we turned it on. And I was, like, honestly kind of disappointed. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's not as made as well as I remembered it being. But apparently it works, because as soon as Georgie got eaten by the clown... No, it's on the part where the... Because Georgie gets eaten, and then they go to the cemetery, and then his book, with the blood coming out of his book, that was it. She was like, turn it off, turn it off. She's bawling. It, it is the more faithful screen adaptation of the two, though. So I posted on Instagram that I was uh, had seen the movie It, the new film, and I was watching the uh, miniseries, and I... Uh, boldly said that I think that the movie is better than the miniseries and I instantly got chastised because the people were saying how could you how could you say that anything's better than Tim Curry and then I had to go on the long rant of saying that you know what Ooh. they're not replacing Tim Curry that movie that, that still exists you can go back and watch that anytime you want I've run into the nostalgia factor myself right. I've got a I've got a dear friend that is huge Tim Curry Loves Tim Curry's performance in it. And I remember it is good. When, is it? When they, I'm, had, I'm, I'm gonna fight you guys on this. It's memorable. Okay, I felt like he was kind of phoning it in, or it was just super what? hokey. No, man, that's just Tim Curry, dude. I don't, I don't think that's hokey. It's really? Just, yeah, no, this is. Gonna... I, I guess, I guess, because like I said, I, I'm watching in reverse. I'm, I saw the new one, and then I watched that, and then I'm trying, trying to put myself into well, it's, what what it, was scary then, and, and it, it, it being a TV film. Uh, you know, and, and made for a mass market, you know, uh, TV broadcast. Now, I thought he was scary in the first part. I've always thought the second part of it was, like, even, well, like... The adult part's just worse than the, the, the childhood that, yeah. story. Okay, like, so no, maybe, maybe that's the what library it is. That's that lame. library yeah. thing, man, where he's just like... <laughs> yeah, like, And he's telling those really terrible jokes, and I'm just like... You got oh, Prince my. Albert in the can. Yeah. In the he, book, he's Dracula he's like, during that scene. Is your refrigerator running? <laughs> you better catch it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is Dracula in the book. And that, yeah, and that scene, he's Dracula. That's kind of terrifying. Oh, really? See, I, 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 I like that. I like that the... Uh, I, I watched some um, Stephen King interviews, and he said that he always wanted to, to do you know, the original horror guys, and that was his way to do that, the things that scared yeah. him as a kid, and he wanted that feeling, but they, they just couldn't do that with the, with the modern retelling of it because they moved it up to the 80s and then now. They could have brought in, like, Freddy and Jason. That would have been awesome. That would have been gnarly as hell. It is New Line. I know, right? Why did they do that? Because that falls right in line. Totally. (laughs) That falls right in line Uh, with what he did because he was doing the monsters of of uh, his childhood. Then they totally should have done the monsters of our childhood. I I, I was kind of thinking they were going to do that. You know, because... Warner they Brothers, at least when they moved Freddy to the new line, I was like, oh, they could have at least wait, done what? Freddy and Jason. Dude, yeah, I thought that would have been sure. gnarly as Like, fuck. how badass would it have been if, like, they go into the house in Nebold and you see this machete come down? and you're, I, He would have pissed his pants. Dude. That would have been I would crazy. have had to hold him down. With you know, joy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <spasming. laughs> but, uh, oh my back gosh. to Tim Curry, though. Like I was telling you, my friend, is like as soon as they announced they were making... Uh, a, I, to me, this is the movie for it. The other was right. the TV version. Yeah, we're totally right. Um, and I, I mean, I it's remember terrible. telling him on the phone, "Is like, dude, no, like, I want somebody to bring something new to it. Like, Tim Curry did what he did, mm-hmm. but 
I think you can be a lot scarier. And that person texted me over the weekend and said, so have you seen it yet? Yes, I have. You didn't play the game? What? See what? And what do you mean? No, I didn't play that. <laughs> what, what do you mean it? I have gotten a lot of texts. Have you seen it? Then the next one being capital IT, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he texts back, what would you think of the guy that played Pennywise? Fuck with him. I was way better than Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> Poke the bear. And he texts back, he didn't think so, but he thinks he can get used to it. And I was like, man, look, that's all nostalgia. Yeah. You have to let that go. This guy's performance is great. Right. He had me from the moment he popped up in that gutter and did that. When he did that pause and the drools, oh, like, I was like, dude, that guy is nailing it. Yeah, oh, the drool is great. But yet again, I, I, I don't agree with the uh, raping my childhood thing that people say and, and all that. Those things still exist. You can go watch that version anytime you, you, you want. And, you know, it's, it's, this, this, is, this is it for this generation. There, there's some things in this film I, I didn't really. Eh, I like like the jump scares were a little bit too much. Like they're trying to lead us with the with the scares. You know, just I don't know. they didn't bother me as much the second time I saw them. Oh really? And usually that's something that bothers me more. We're, we're getting into it. Like let's just go into. What did you guys think of the new movie? It sucked. It was terrible. It was one of the most terrible pieces of shit that I've ever seen. Okay, what did you guys really think? <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about nothing but it uh, this whole weekend. I thought it was a really well made movie. Not only was it fun and scary, I thought it left a lot of stuff that you could, you know, fill in for the sequel. Yeah, got a lot of potential for the sequel. I mean, even, like, just going through the movie and, like, looking at stuff, you're like, oh, they didn't show that. Holy crap. What One of the examples of what, what I was talking about is toward the end when Henry Bowers is embarrassed by his dad and he's pissed his pants and he's sitting at the front of his car and his friends are... Belch and Victor are standing over beside the car, and they go, Henry, are you okay? And he gets up, walks to the mailbox, mm-hmm. gets the knife out of the mailbox. Next time you see him, he's killing his dad. Right. Next time you see him, he's got Belch's car at the house on Nebolt Street covered in blood. What happened to Belch and Victor? That's a good point. Well, I mean, I just assume they died. Because he's covered in more blood... Well, I'm just saying then that what they're, he they're, with, they're you know? and with Stan saying, I keep seeing this lady and yeah, there, there are things in the movie that they've left so that they can bring these kids back and the adults can have memories that we didn't see in this movie. Did, did the, did he kill the, his, his, his friends in the book? No, it does. Okay. Yeah. Frankenstein's monster. Well, I mean, you know, Henry Bauer could serve his friends up to it, you know, yeah, at some point right. as well. Um, and the, even at the end, like there's like moments where the, where Pennywise is, is changing into creatures we haven't seen before yeah, like, that like, are mentioned in the book. Yeah. Like he turns into the mummy with Ben. Yeah. And then that praying mantis looking. Yeah. Okay, thing. I don't, what was that? Cause that's, I don't remember that in the book. I don't remember like a, no, cause with Mike in the book, it was a creature. giant bird. Little, little Rodan call out where they it say, it may be a reference to, cause, Eddie in the book gets scared of those crabs that the train guy throws out while he's over at Kneebolt. Oh. It may be a reference to something that happens they do with that. But yeah, they they bring out a bunch of monsters right there, and it's only supposed to be able to manifest fears. Right. So. And by their reactions, you would assume this is stuff they've seen. So potential sequel flashback stuff right I think here. they were heavily. I think that whole ending was, look what you're going to get in a sequel. Oh, I can see that. I can see that. You guys noticed the uh, taking it back to the. Um, we talk, you, t- you keep talking about the house on Nebolt Street. 
And that's in the book, right? Yes. That's a big thing in the book. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah. it's, it's not in the miniseries. No. They don't, they don't, uh, they only, no. they, they, um, they cut that out. They, they, they go to the house. One of the kids goes to the house, uh, kid, uh, and he gets the bird or whatever. The bird's there. Am I, am I, am I remembering correctly? Shoot, I don't remember anybody going to the house. Well, one, one, one of the, the kids goes to the goes to the house and goes in, and he goes and it opens up the door. Oh, I think that him. I think that was supposed to be the house of Bolt yeah. Street. I think you're right. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's yeah. only that's the only house I remember. One that's of the where kids the mummy come. shows. Yeah, up. Yeah, the like, mummy, the mummy, and that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, the mummy comes down and it's wearing comes down the, the stairs. Um, the I don't know what are the the clown poofs. What are those called? Yeah, it's oh, a mummy with with the pom poms on his chest. The pom poms. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it's it's toward the end. It's a flashback sequence. But yeah, I think that is. I think you're exactly oh, it's right. It's right before the guy says he's a virgin. <laughs> For some reason. You know what I'm talking about? How, how apparently there's supposed to be like yeah, a, Ed, the Eddie character. The Eddie character talks about he's but he says this really weird thing. He's like he's like he's like, I've just never been uh, I've just never felt comfortable is enough it right to be with before anybody. That scene? I don't think it's right before it's, that scene. Anyways, it? he's like he's like he's like he's like, I've never been comfortable enough to have it with anybody else. And he's he's like, and I only love uh, you know, the only people I've ever loved in my life are you guys. I think, I think he's like waiting, like, are we going to have this orgy or not? Is this about to happen right here? Because it didn't happen when we were kids. It's going to happen now. Man, I must have completely <laughs> just blocked the second half of that movie <laughs> out of my brain. Yeah, when they go down to kill Pennywise, uh, he comes out saying that he's a virgin. And, and they, so he, he yeah, lost like, all right, confidence. Right before they go into the tiny door. Well, they have to duck down. I, and, I remember it now that you mention it. But yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> it is bizarre. Yeah, it's a, it plays a big part in the book. Uh, now that you bring that up, can we talk about that weird, uh, the weird... 11 year old 12 year old orgy scene in the book I, i've never read it and but I, i've heard a lot of people talking about it it's it's not in any of the uh the film adaptations well, well, no fucking wonder <laughs> <laughs> well yeah but yeah I, I read an interview with stephen king it's and weird. he said that if of all the stuff that was in the book he he wishes he'd have left that out no shit um <laughs> cocaine's a hell of a drug he, he, he claims that <laughs> and i hope i get this right from master king but he claims that when he was writing it, he was not thinking about the sexual act and aspect of it. He was thinking of connections between childhood and adulthood and how to how adults, you know, get close and as opposed to how children get close. And for him it was about closeness and bridging childhood and adulthood and it doesn't but doesn't she describe how big these their dicks are and then like the fat kid has the biggest dick of all well, and she's worried written, how it's not going to fit and all this it's stuff written this is in from her point of view so she's going to like feel it <laughs> <laughs> it is a fucking it, it's when you think about the scene it is fucking awkward to think about right but oddly when you're reading the book it if doesn't it's, if it's stand theme. out it oh no! It totally stands out. It doesn't to me. Like when I'm reading, no, it, it totally like, stands out. I was reading. I was like, "What the fuck?" And you I, even prepped me for it too. Like, I I don't know. I think it was like two days away, and you were like, "Oh, wait till you get to the the orgy scene." I was like, "The orgy scene." Oh, you're it's, fucking with me. What's in there? And you're like, "Oh yeah, they're all gonna have sex with Beverly." And I was like, "Dude, you're fucking with that's me." That's right, because you had said, "I wish I wish Bill didn't sleep with Beverly." Yes, I got to that point. Cheat, he, oh, he, he, he sleeps with her beforehand? Well, well when, they're adult, a, when they're adults, he yes. cheats on his wife and sleeps with Beverly. And I really hate that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It kind of makes, that, makes that, 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 that weakens his character because he's like, he's right? like, the, he's like the, 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 you know, he's, he's the guy we're rooting for, you know? And I also don't give a shit about like his stuff with his wife at the end of the book because of it. I'm like, yeah, who really? gives a fuck about Yeah. Oh, with the Audra? I, yeah. she, I thought she was a really weak character in the, in the miniseries. And she's a weak character in the book, too. Really? Yeah. yeah. 
She sort of paper thin. In, yeah. in in the book, do they does he put her on a bike and then run her into traffic? Yeah. Like that? yeah. <laughs> well, no. Shit. Well, I don't think he runs her into traffic. Because I was like, I holy know, shit, we're, yeah. you're you're, you're gonna he... wake her up and she's gonna come out of the spell and then you're gonna fucking slam into a fire truck. Yeah, that's the, that's <laughs> the doesn't last transfer chapter. to film very well, does it? <laughs> last scene in the book is them riding down. That's crazy. Yeah, man, this the, the the miniseries just falls apart with me with all the, all the cheesy dialogue and just how it's shot. But I can't wait to see what they do with with those characters. And I, th- I think what they did, they, they actually left. You know, there'll be more time to tell all that weird mysticism, you know, creationism stuff that they keep glossing over. Or do you think they'll, they'll well, even they, get into that? They hinted. I mean, they hinted at it. Well, I know with the turtle and yeah. all that. I don't know how much they'll actually get into it. Like I was telling him, I think with the amount of money this movie made, they should make two more. Oh, I don't want them to make two more though. They they water it down pretty bad, I would think. I mean, they, I they think can... you got plenty of material you could oh, easily the, do. Yeah, it. The, the adult story, and this is this is where it's going to get kind of hard. I mean, to do a sequel is just but you still the adult story of, is not as interesting, and plenty, it's a replay of the you still the kid have story. plenty of kids story to tell. Look, you can go back to that ritual of Chud. You could you could do the clubhouse. You could do the where ritual. They, they have a they have a smoke seance, and there's a lot of stuff they, you can still yeah. Make. You could do that. That it. could be cool. I, 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 I would. It. I would totally do another movie involving the kids. Probably fifty percent kids, fifty percent adults getting the phone calls and remembering. That way, you get used to the adults being involved. Then have a movie that's mainly the adults ending it. Just voice, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm sure Warner Brothers is looking at it going, 123 million, huh? How are we going to make more money? Warner this? Brothers is like, <laughs> how can we make six of these? <laughs> how do we get Jeremy Benson's number? I like this. There's three. What? Do we get two more movies? I don't need to. No, they'll just be like, do it. <laughs> Shit. Rip off. Steal his idea. <laughs> so apparently they they they. they <laughs> They took they did the uh, kind of Lord of the Rings thing and by what I'm saying is is like they if you if you read some of the Lord of the Rings books they uh, some of those things that the characters do they gave to other characters yeah so they kind of switch things around when they when they made it into a film but you know I think it works in the movie um, I think it killed the uh, what was the Mike is that the black guy it did it, it yeah. hurt it, Mike it, it killed it killed his character like you like you're just like what the hell he like disappears halfway through the film and then and then like Mike is like he's weakened his very, character big very time. important he's probably the most developed character in the book and they just completely and, just <laughs> took his whole storyline away just gave everything to everybody else yeah it's really weird. And like I said, I haven't read the book yet, but I totally noticed. I was like, "That's really weird." He's he's doing the whole uh, history of of, of Derry, and he's, yeah. he's he's the guy that has all that. He's and then, the one that makes the phone calls throughout the book. Yeah. There's these interludes that are yeah, his history. He's kind of the inciting and, incident to bring everything back. He's yeah. the guy that stayed back. He's yeah. the guy that knows about it. He's, he's the guy the that's been, that's been living with it his entire doing life. The history, writing the history. He yeah. tells stories about his dad, his how his dad went to the army and served with the chef Halloran. Did you catch that? Yeah, from the Shinnin. Yeah. Yeah, I did. All the stuff that develops his character. Yeah, is gone. It's just, yeah, they, because they gave Ben the history. Right. Which is one of the scariest, coolest, like, you know, when he's flipping through the book and it's getting closer and closer and closer up on the, the, the kid's head in the tree. I've seen it three times now and I still can't tell. The librarian. Oh, standing in the background? Is she like fucking weird looking? Yeah, no, she is standing and looking and at just him. Just staring and grinning. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and no then shit. when he closes the book, she's over on the other side uh-huh. of the room. So is she like it possessed or something? I have no idea, but dude, no, that's I saw that Did the you first see it? screen. I, I haven't I seen it again. I've seen it again this week, so I'm, I'll be looking for that. Oh yeah. When, when she gives him the book, and then she goes, "Don't you have any friends?" 
There is and an he's old like, lady. get the fuck away from me. Yeah. And then she walks back behind him. And when he starts flipping through the book, she sort of just turns and does this like Jack Torrance stare grin <laughs> and is just focused on him. But she's like out of focus in the background. Is she just like a bad extra and yeah. standing back there? Oh, no. But the the way she's out of focus, though, it looks kind of demonic. Yeah, it makes her face oh, look awesome. very like demonic. The, yeah, the way her hair is. But what made me think that they did it on purpose is when he like closes the book and he, the balloon floats by. When he turns back around, she's on the other side of the goddamn room. So she jumps. She's like jump cuts across the room. Yeah. Is it a continuity error or is it meant to be? Because if it's meant to be, no, it's, it's creepy. No, it's definitely not a continuity I mean... The best continuity era ever. <laughs> Happy accident. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, that's what that drool was. Uh, I was reading. Uh, really? Yeah. That I thought Bill that Scar- was him. Like he, he he's so into. He's like, oh, well, no. I'm about to eat. I'm about to eat. Bill so Skarsgård when he yeah when he was in the makeup like uh, with the, all the prosthetics and everything like apparently like he just drooled a lot. Are he was like, me? hey, wouldn't this be cool? And they were like, yeah, that would be cool. Do it. I thought it was just him getting excited. I'm about to feed. Oh, man. Apparently, he had, like, all these awesome, like, things he could do. Like, apparently, the stuff with his eyes, like how Pennywise looks in different directions with his eyes. Like, he can do that naturally. Well, I was about to say, because I started flipping through photos of him, and in some photos of his, his eyes are a little bit different. Yeah. Apparently, if he, like, just relaxes his eye muscle, it'll do that. Crazy. Did, did you notice in the first trailer uh, they, that that scene where uh, they go down into the basement? The basement's flooded, and and then and then you've got Georgie down there. Like, You'll float too. You'll float too. All that, uh, and then and Pennywise kind of ra- ra- raises his head out of the water. Right. Yeah. Uh, in the trailer, his eyes are glowing like they are, but the reflection isn't. Right. And then they actually went back in and painted that back in for the film, uh, which which really let me know because I, w- I was wondering how the hell are they doing this where his eyes are glowing but he's in shadow. And it, it looks so good. Like when he's down in the, down in the in the drain. Yeah, in that first scene. I was scene. like, "Holy shit! How are they lighting his eyes like that? Because it looks so fucking good." It's the first time I've seen eyes actually animated eyes that look good. Hiya, Georgie. What a nice boat. Do you want it back? Um. Yes, please. You look like a nice boy. Do you want a balloon too, Georgie? I'm not supposed to take stuff from strangers. Oh, well, I'm Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Now we aren't strangers, are we? I should get going now. Without your boat? Here. Take it. In in the new version, how, how good is the Georgie scene? Is oh, it's amazing. Perfect. It's, that little kid, he's like, maybe I should go now. He, he, all of his inflections and everything, all that is, is, it is amazing. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. And I love seeing him eat the fucking arm. Just like, his dad is so freaking oh, gnarly. Dude, my yeah, favorite that is part. totally anime. <laughs> like how it comes out. Yeah. Like, oh, my oh, favorite. You didn't like it? I, oh, I liked it. Oh, oh, no, I loved it. My okay. favorite part Just gave is, me the willies. <laughs> they're in the middle of their conversation and... Pennywise is all like into it. He's like, yeah, the whole circus blew down here. And Georgie's kind of getting into it. And then Pennywise just stops. Oh, he's just And he's just staring at him. And you can just tell, like, he's he's just thinking, I can't wait to eat this motherfucker. (laughs) I can't wait. That's what Georgie. And then he's like, remembers. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got a trick. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you want your your fucking boat? (laughs) So, all right, the scene is playing right and he's yeah. like and yeah well, there's cotton candy and hot dogs and oh and yeah. then he goes and and he lets georgie go popcorn he goes oh yeah popcorn that's my favorite because it pops pop <laughs> pop pop 
And right then, I remember that we had a big jug of popcorn. And I went, hey, you want some popcorn? To my son. And he goes, that's the dumbest question anyone's ever asked me. I'm never eating popcorn again. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) None of my kids thought that was the scariest scene. I, think, uh, I don't know if it's the the scariest, but it, it's it's like the most iconic scene, and I think they they it's they the really, best scene of the movie. They man. did it holds, a really good job. It holds attention, right? Yeah, man. I mean, I think that had to be like the scene you have to be the most worried about because that's the one people remember. Yeah. I think the it's director the was first scene like, in the book. It's the one people remember from the miniseries. It's the cover of the freaking. It's book. the cover of the book. Damn straight, it is. So. You, if you don't nail that scene, people are just going to give up that quick. Yeah, so. that's true. Who's the director? Uh, Andy Muschietti. Mother or Mama, Mama. In the behind, there's this, which is really neat. If you if you look up, uh, just go to Google and type in it behind the scenes, and then the EPK, the press kit for this movie, is available. It shows really? you all these behind the scenes shots. Um, Stephen King interview with tails on it, so you could fade in and out of it, and then it has actual cut scenes from the film. It's their it's their EPK and someone just posted it. You gotta watch it and it's really neat. But the the director seems so disconnected on set. At the it, the EPK opens with him. He's got a red balloon in front of his face and he pulls. It and he's like, "Where well, this is day one? We're at someone's. What's it? Bowers? What's his? Uh, what's what's Bowers? I know Henry that Bowers? Wait, wait. So he's he's a we're in Henry Bowers' house. <laughs> and and then like and you just you just cut to him and he, he, like every time they cut to him, he's just got this like blank look on his face. It's called like, exhaustion. Like, I'm like this dude, <laughs> no, this right? dude, this dude just looks so just like out of his mind. You know, he's just like, oh my god. Yeah, <coughs> I, I know the feeling. <laughs> so what 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 scenes did y'all personally did you think were the scariest? The rest of the movie is not as good as that as that is that Georgie scene. It was the moment of the movie. It is so pitch perfect, and then the movie relies a lot of it relies on a lot of jump scares. After that, okay. So, which scene did you think? <laughs> which you know jump I mean? scare was the best? Like, um, <laughs> which scene did you? That was the scariest scene. Because <laughs> to me, like watching it, the Georgie scene was obviously the one that I thought was the scariest. But I thought it was interesting that neither one of my kids they both agree. The two scariest scenes for them were the projector scene and Beverly bathroom scene. I thought the projector scene was was really shocking and like really inventive. It was for a, a really cool film. play on the on the the picture book. Yeah, where they're all in the park and the hand comes through. Exactly. I will say the beginning of the blood scene where the hair comes out and it's kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street. You know that kind of gory. You know yeah. where, where, like, oh, you know, kind, kind of like also kind of like Hellraiser, where the where the you know where the the hooks and shit mm-hmm. where it comes with the haircut. That's fucking gnarly. I think the blood was a was was a little. It, it, it's a lot of blood, but, but I thought it was shot. Really, you know, what I mean, it's like holy shit. Because if you see the the TV movie, it's just like it's like you know, it's like it's like a spurt. You know, it's a balloon that pops. <laughs> right. I don't know. It had some nice like kind of ring imagery to it. You know, I think the bathroom scene they're talking about is when she hits her dad. With the toilet lid. Oh, that's awesome. And then she starts to leave, and when it she turns, Pennywise is standing there and grabs her by the throat. That, oh, that actually, that okay. made me jump. That, that jump scare? That jump scare. That, that that's got the me one, the movie. That's the one they're talking about. And then... That's the best Besides jump yeah, that, that one, they both agreed the the time they go into the house on Kneebolt Street, and Eddie, Richie, and Bill go in the clown scene. They all thought that. Oh, was. that that that's probably one of the scariest ones when we go in and all the clowns. And they both noticed. They both were like, "Hey, that's the old Pennywise." Oh, the first one he goes to, and he's like, "I hate fucking clowns or whatever." 
Oh yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's over in the left. I, I finally saw it. It took me like three viewings to see that because <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, is the one he touches? It's over yeah. in this, but no, it's the one. Over, it's like to the left of the coffin. When we saw it at Wolf Chase, they had the um, room lights up a little too far. What? Because we went back that night oh, and they really? had, they had turned them down and you could see it a lot better. You just couldn't hear it. But oh, really? why couldn't you hear it? Because rowdy crowd. Yeah, I was actually really ha- really proud of our of our crowd that we saw it with. I was like, you know, because normally when you go to a sold out like horror show, you can't yeah. even like you know watch the film. But there was one guy behind me who who was like, he's like, man, this is the scariest shit I've ever seen, and all that kind of stuff. But that was like, I could deal with that. Oh, dude, that guy in front of you guys was fucking killing me. I was like, what is that guy doing? Is he having a seizure? <laughs> that guy was or dancing, he or like he was what? like dancing with Pennywise, <laughs> the dancing clown. What? I don't know what was going on with that dude. All right, guys, so we're going to take a break real quick. We're going to play the trailer, and we'll be right back. Dairy's not like any time I've ever been in before. People die or disappear six times the national average. And that's just grown-ups. Kids are worse. Way, way worse. We all float down here. I saw something. There was this... Since you want to critique the movie, <laughs> I can tell you just want to. I think it's a great adaptation, but there are like the you know to be honest, there are a couple nitpicky things. I have two problems with the film. The first is the fight, which the fight? rock fight. Um, no, not the rock fight. Um, I have a when, problem with the rock fight. Damn I, it! <laughs> you know, I did the first time I saw it. I thought it was a real big like just tonal shift out of nowhere. But second and third viewing, not a not so much a problem with that, but. No, the the fight that the losers have, they all have their confrontation with it, and they're like, "No, we can't do this. We're kids," and they're all in the middle of the street arguing, and they just kind of break up and disband at, at that point. Oh, it's after the fight. No, no, their fight. The they're, losers are fighting all fighting. Yeah, they're okay. fighting amongst each other. Sorry, I guess I wasn't clear on that. But yes, the the actual they're fighting amongst themselves. They're like, it's too much. It's it, too much. We're kids. We can't handle feels, this. this I, it feels like bad screenwriting. Like, it doesn't need to <laughs> exist in the movie. And it it kind of takes away a little bit from the... Momentum? It, it's, give, it's giving the you conflict. The themes that, that we that, haven't really had time to properly establish. I can see... You know what I mean? I can see why they thought to do it. Um, yeah. No. And, and but there's not enough time... It's a go-to thing. There's not enough time after it to emotionally bring them all back together so that that scene is paid off. Or, you know, even pull something from the book where somebody mentions that 
you know, something is bringing us together. We we should not be apart. And there's a little bit more screen time to let them have, like, ramifications to split up. But instead, you get, they split up, Beverly goes missing, Bill shows up at an arcade, says, it's got Beverly. Eddie gets a phone call. They're all back together. Mike's got a gun. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just led right to my second problem, which is, why the fuck does Beverly have to get captured? It doesn't make any sense because in the uh, in the miniseries, they all get a plan. They all go in together. Now, see, I like the way it plays out in the book. I'm not sure how that goes, but I'm saying what, what the cool thing about it is is that is it, it shows the, the, shows the, no, the unity of everybody. <laughs> Whatever. The and they all have to, like, face this together. See, in the book, they they get together, they have a plan, they go into the house on Kneebolt Street. It comes out of a broken toilet. Eddie, or Richie immediately screams, it's the werewolf. So they all see a werewolf, and it's a fucking badass werewolf. Unlike the um, miniseries. It cuts open Ben's stomach, and they shoot it with the silver. So that happens inside the house, not down in the... Uh... Yeah. They oh, shoot, wow. She, yeah, she yeah. shoots it so in the So the well's eye. not inside the house in the... No, there's no well. No. It's a... Oh, so that, I was wondering, because it said all the sewers like com- combine into the... No, Okay, no. so that was added for the film. Yeah, that's added for the yeah. movie. It's just, a, it's just a house. So after they... She shoots it in the eye, and then she pulls it back, and they all start yelling, kill it, but she doesn't... It's not loaded. She's already lost the other pellet, whatever thing is. Um, silver... Silver BB or whatever. Silver shell or silver slug? Silver, silver they, they slug. They didn't melt down yeah, stuff like, like they did in the... In yeah, the they melt down stuff at Bill's house and make silver yeah, slugs. Yeah, make something. And... They only get two? They get two. Yep. She drops... She misses the first time. From some silver dollars. Then she shoots him, hits him in the eye. It hurts him. And then she pulls it back and then they all start yelling, kill it, kill it. So she starts acting like she's got something loaded and it believes it. So it retreats. Which is why in the new movie, when they're like, kill it, kill it, kill it, and he's Mike like, it's not empty. It's not but he still pulls the trigger, and it still blows a piece of right. his head off. So, right. Because cause he believed it. Right. Oh, it it's belief. the same way with the, this is battery acid. with the Right. Okay. But so, they totally took away from Beverly's like special ability right. of like... Being able to aim and like, yeah, yeah. She, she was meant to meant to be the one to shoot, you know, exactly because they did the test on the bottles to see. I fucking hate that man. So and they sideline her and make her up. So after the knee bolt mm. fight, they they don't fight and split up, but they do just kind of split up. Like right. they're all doing different shit. And on the day that they go down under the city to fight it, Beverly's dad gets onto her, is chasing her through the city, trying to. He's going to check and make sure she's still a virgin. He's going to stick that thumb up there and find out. Oh, yes, son. <laughs> it is weird and awkward. She, like, hides and under a garbage shit. truck, and she ends up down at the Barrens. Ben, Ben's down there, I think. They hide in the in the little clubhouse they make. And yeah, what ends up out. happening is um, the others show up, and Bowers and his gang chase them into the sewer. Right. So they end up going down there with, like, only a pack of matches. They don't have any gear or anything. And they can hear Bowers and them chasing them. And then the Frankenstein monster kills Bowers' friends. He ends up getting out and takes the blame for all the murders. I think in the way they accidentally end up having to face it for the last time is better than the, it got Beverly, let's go get it. Right. Because it kind of plays against the... It plays against what you're establishing that you have. The, we're stronger together, right? 
you know, that you've they've straight out said that a few times now in the movie. I think and, that's the theme. It's supposed to be, you know, yeah. face your fears. Together. Oh yeah, they they go really far with that in the book. Yeah. Like there's even this other, you know, the turtle is like bringing them. Yeah, together. They, like it <laughs> brings them together, and while they're close, they each have a special. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I heard somebody talking about that, like how they they each have a special ability, yeah, or something like, that they can do. Eddie can like uh, he knows Navigate. the direction, yeah, in the sewers, like he knows where to go to get him out of anything. Or okay, because that that's funny because he yeah. he in the miniseries is like that way, exactly. right? They all go that way. Well, yeah, the, the mini the miniseries is a great like it's the book if you just cut a lot of shit out to make it fit into three hours and seven minutes, right. which is what they actually so in with. in the book. Uh, does Mike go back and find the the silver when they grow up? No, because in, in in the miniseries, he's like at the end, they you know he hands off the. Oh yeah, where he, he has that he, like really dark moment. Yeah, and he he's like he's like he's like I went down, I found I found the first one immediately. It was down in the drain. He's like the second one, I had to dig out of the wall. I was thinking about committing suicide. Yeah, I was thinking I was, about committing suicide and all this. Some years it was just back like, and all holy this. Holy shit, this got dark quick. <laughs> He's like he's like and I came back and my hair was like this and he, it, it it had turned white on the sides. No, but he does have the tire patch kit for when Bill randomly buys. Oh, he gets silver, silver again. Yeah, yeah. Which silver made a, 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 a an appearance in this one, but it was kind of out of place because it was kind of a fifty style bike, but it's in it's in the eighties. Yeah, I, I I did like that though. Well, it's always supposed to be like a vintage. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of a piece of crap bike that Bill saves up to buy. It's really weird uh, that this scene where uh, they they break that out in the miniseries oh. and they're running. One of them's running along they do the, the side. montage. Yeah, the mo- they do a, they do a happy montage and one of them's running along beside and the other one riding it and then they're like, you yeah. know, gotta have a montage. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so bad. Even it has a montage. Oh, another really weird scene is is there that's a Chinese weird. food scene in the yes. book? Oh yeah, yes. really? Yes, that's there. I thought that was kind of weird because I was like, okay, so this is around the time where Chinese food is starting to be really big, and and they had to like you know have this whole thing where they're going to show the Chinese restaurant with the chop suey. And, in the yeah. book, that's when they realize none of them have babies. Yeah, and, and what also found out what I thought was weird with that was that they all actually left Dairy and became extremely successful. Yeah, except for Mike. Yeah, except for Mike who stayed back. But I'm saying it's really weird that they all left and like were like really successful. Well, all right, that is a really awesome thing because that's hinted at in the book that it may have possibly contributed to that. They do it at the end when they kill it where he like tempts them not to kill him at the very end of it with their adults. He's like, "No, don't kill me. I'll give you all this stuff." He even does it in the movie, which yeah. I I super love that part in the 2017 movie. I love this when man. He's got Bill, What's he well, he's got Bill. He says, "Y'all leave him with me." Oh, that's right. You can leave. Yes, and yeah. you can. He's going to do the bargain have, moment. You have like you can live. I don't remember luscious lives or whatever until you return to the weeds. Oh, he's, dude, that was such a good line. Yeah. So in the book, it's heavily hinted that it has allowed them to have this much success. So, Interesting. Yeah. While it's also wanting them to come back, it also has made it to where it's very easy for them not to come back. Right. It wants them to come back to kind of get revenge and set things right. Because right. as they're adults, it thinks it can beat them. They have no chance anymore. In the book, does that... Uh, I can't remember all their names for some reason. The, the, the one guy uh, who has the really great life with his wife and all that, and he ends up like committing suicide in the bathtub. Oh, Stan? Stanley. Stan. Does that actually happen to kill himself in the book? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, man, that that one hit me a little bit. I was like, "Holy crap!" Because you know he, he's got this really great thing going with his wife, and they they've got this loving thing going. He's, he's he seems like a nice, funny guy or whatever. And then oh yeah, and it's boom. told from the point of view of his wife. Oh really? 
then he gets this phone call and he goes up to the bedroom up to the bathroom and Stanley doesn't take a bath without a beer, so she's going to take him a beer, and the door's locked, and he never locks the door. That was always a joke between them. It goes on a while. There is a there is a great line where she pauses for some reason to give God a chance to take something back in case he's, like, killed him. Right. Just, just to make sure God, won't, if he's made a mistake, give him time to take it back. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, dude. I, I, I really don't like the sidelining of Beverly, though. I think that's a major misstep in the movie. I agree with you on that, man. That's, uh, that's I think we all agree. I mean, I get the idea of the heroic, let's go get her, but I think you could have done it. Well, it just looks bad nowadays, you know what I mean? It's just like, well, dude, why are you taking the female character and sidelining her, you know what I mean? It, well, especially I think it, when they're building up Bill and Beverly. <clears throat> As, like, the two leaders. Exactly. And especially with how they close. And it's such a good moment with when they make their promise. I just thought, like, they have their kiss. To me, like, she's not the damsel in distress. Like, she's she's built as this, like, 12 year old, extremely strong willed person. And I think they show that in that that's why she doesn't float all the way to the top. That's that's how strong. strong. <laughs> am I am I wrong on that? Like that's how strong she is. Why she's only floating so so far down? She didn't go all the way up. I, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't get the whole uh, yeah, why people. I'm waiting. The on, different I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on an explanation of the floating. <laughs> well, we yeah. all float down here, Georgie. <laughs> I mean, because because it is a spider, like in the in the miniseries. Is it going to um, be a spider when it comes back? So apparently, that's the only way that uh, I was reading. That's the only way that you could. Uh, materialized in this world is it looks resembles somewhat like a spider. Well, that's how the characters can perceive their they, they perceive it. Yeah, your their feeble human mind could 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 you know make that's sense right. of it. It looks something like a it's spider. It's so awesome. But I did see a thing with Tim Curry I mean, said that he was super pissed about how shitty that looked. In, in the, the truth is that Stephen King is terrified of spiders, and so when he was thinking, okay, what's the most terrifying thing? Spider. <laughs> They are really good hunters and, you know, kind of the perfect killing machine. So there was a big one. I they're, they're, uh, what You know, one thing I did like about the uh, two, uh, 2017 film um, or the new movie uh, was the, the movie. Well, das well, movie. Well, the movie, the miniseries, the book. Uh, the movie, the miniseries, the book. I like that. There we go. All right. So one thing I like the movie did, the 80s references and like just not only the music montages, but I really liked just the new kids on the block. The two that was scenes, funny. right? Oh yeah, that was great. They not only used it as a joke, but I liked how it was like that special moment yeah. between Ben and Bev. And can we talk about how fucking great these two fucking oh, kid actors are? Those oh, man. two, that I I was watching it thinking, man, she, her, and him deserve like awards for this movie. Yeah. Like, when when he was looking at her, dude, I <laughs> that's affection, bro. That is love. I mean, like. Even their playful, oh like, even his like, look at her. Selden. When when she opens the closes the door and there's the new kids on the oh, block like, poster. No, 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 no. The look he gives her, and then the 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 coy little close it. I'm I'm on your side. Look, she gives him, and That's then the the thank you look he gives yeah, her. It's totally. like how do you you? I couldn't get that from adults. How do you get that from kids? <laughs> yeah. It's real acting, man. Like yeah, I thought, really man, I thought her and the kid that played Ben. And the kid that played Richie were mainly Richie... her and the kid that played Ben because the kid that played Richie just has to tell a lot of jokes. I was gonna say, do you think that was too much? Do you think that they used him like? Yeah, you know, maybe a little bit. It, it the beaver felt... trapping joke was. Oh my great. god! I don't know. I mean, that was you, great. It was a beaver like, trapping. But that challenge, is how Richie son. is in the book. Still is. 
<laughs> that was Am awesome. I right, boys? <laughs> yeah, he, he in the book he's like that. So right, well, I can know, see somebody the that beep hasn't. Beep Richie. The clown did. I know. Did he? Did he say it in the weird. movie? The clown, the clown, did, yeah. Okay. When he pops out of the, uh, the but coffin, it, the kids even say that to him when he starts to get too, like you know, beep beep, uh, yeah, Richie, beep yeah. beep, Richie, shut the fuck up, basically. Um, what's a, there's a reference they give to it in the book, but I forget what it is. I can't remember because it took me over three months to read this goddamn <laughs> book because it's really? huge. Yeah, I did say. Yeah, it took me three months to read this thing. Yeah. I had to like I had to supplement the audiobook in a couple spots and then I had started having weird visualizations of Steven Weber reading the book to me. <laughs> so you see he's like sitting there oh, holding it. Weird. <laughs> Where he's just like, Hey, I'm gonna read this to you. Hey Brian. Right now. <laughs> so Beverly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's messing with me. How how long is the audiobook? Do you know do you have a time count on that? It's uh it's like a two days in length. Okay, I can do that. I, I yeah. can knock that out because I I I I listen to about six or more podcasts a week, you know. So most of those are over an hour. I, I I did think all the all the kid actors were were. I didn't like the kid that played Stanley. Really, I, I didn't like the kid that played Stanley either. I didn't like Stanley's mouth. You know, like the way he the way he talks and the way he enunciates things. The way it, I don't know. It's like <laughs> you know, next time you watch like that, it, I didn't like that kid's mouth. I didn't like that kid's mouth. I don't know. You're right. He's he is the weakest. He is the weakest kid actor. I, mean, I think he's them. got like certain scenes that he gets really good. Like wh- when they're making the promise. No, his scare scenes. And are he great, looks you know? at Bill and go, "I hate you." And then his little grin after that. That's good. Wasn't he supposed to be the most skeptical kid and the last person to really believe? Mm, I don't know. In the book. Yes. So did they play that out? I was trying to remember when I was reading that earlier today. The uh, audio book is 44 hours and 51 minutes. So okay, 45 yeah. hours. Uh, so, I told, I told, yeah. so I'm 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 gonna do a, like a, like a, just a, just a complete just straight run through. You're not gonna see me for two days. I'm just gonna be sitting there. I'm gonna be doing I mean, I'm gonna be doing blow like Stephen King and just listening. Going straight to a lot of audio books. Like, guys, I want to do a maximum drive two. <laughs> <laughs> maximum overdrive two. This time Let's it's sh- it. this time it's shooting Mountain Dew cans. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and that one's a pretty good one. It goes, I mean, it goes by pretty quick. Yeah. When you're just when you're listening to it in your car while you're driving somewhere. No, Stephen Weber does a good job. Yeah. Back it's, to it's Stanley. Book. Yeah, he, he was definitely the weakest kid, I think, out of out of all of them. Oh yeah, hands down. You know, the Mike character, they didn't give him anything to do, so I don't even know. He was great in the scenes that he. I mean, was if in. I want to nitpick, yeah. I don't like the way he tells the story of his parents' death, but at the same time, that's an awkward scene to shoot because I've shot a scene just like that and it's really hard to shoot. But that's well, the one where they're at the picnic tables, right? Yeah. yeah. In the town and he's square. like, yeah. where, you know, they randomly go into, well, let me tell you this story about when my parents died. And Let's they do some exposition here and, what's happening here. Yeah, it's really like, yeah. I shot a scene like that for a movie called Shudder and, you know, I did the whole like camera turning to each face while the girl's talking and it's like, it just feels fake. Like, right. no matter how good of performance it is, it's like, man, I wish I wouldn't have wrote that. <laughs> In the behind-the-scenes footage of that uh, EPK, they have, they show the behind-the-scenes of that scene. They have three cameras running in that scene, all on cranes, while these kids are, like, you know, doing their thing, and they're moving these cranes all around them. And for a second, I thought, like, since they had killed Mike's parents, um, and we, you know, see it early that he's living with, like, his grandfather, and then they mentioned the black spot, I thought they were going to 
kill his parents at the black spot. Which would make a lot of sense, right? Yeah, that would have made... Because cause they get burned alive, and that's what right. happens at the black spot, is, is everybody's uh, locked inside and burned alive. Which, that scene was bad fucking ass. Like, zombie hands coming out like oh, the doors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that then was. when they open it up, and, and, the, and, the, and it's back there swinging Man, that like was, he's hanging. I still yeah, that don't really know what the gnarly. fuck was it doing back behind that plastic thing. He, he was like, hung up. He, like, that, he was that's hung the up meat on the locker. chains, yeah. That's the meat locker where they hang all the, the stuff, and he's back there hung up there swinging. Yeah, he's like hung up on those yeah, uh, I heard Texas Chainsaw like, Massacre hangs. Yeah, I heard him making like yeah. the goat sound, or the sheep sounds. And If you if you watch the behind the scenes thing again, they show the behind the scenes of that scene, and they actually show Sarsgaard back there, like, you know, swinging around. Doing all that shit swinging back and forth it's craziness huh but yeah the, man the eyes were cool there, oh too. man yes super neat the the visuals man i'm telling you this movie's got really cool visuals it does and i, man, I like how they uh <coughs> they, they do the teeth and the deadlights i love how they do the deadlights where they're like in the back of his throat and he oh, opens yeah. up his mouth and there's just like i love the way his mouth like he's got that makeup but teeth. that comes up and if you watch when his mouth oh, it opens, comes, it goes it all the way up to his eyes. It opens along the line of his makeup. Like that is so fucked up. Yeah, yeah. it's really really cool. Dude, I tell you, the, yeah, the shot that. that I thought was like the most disturbing is when they come around the corner and they find Stanley oh, yes. on the ground, and the woman's like eating his face, Basically but making it's like out a, with his head. <laughs> it's like this worm teeth thing is just gripping his face. It's from like jaw to forehead, like yeah. just on his head. And then like. she like looks up and that shot is like, man, you know, that's going to be another sequel bait moment right there, man. You know, they're going to do something with uh, that. With the or they should. Offset eyes. Oh, I mean, he's totally. seeing the deadlights in the back and, oh, dude. You know, they never well, say even, deadlights in this movie ever. But maybe they'll bring that man, up. And I thought he did when he, I guess you're right. Mm, they never said it. No, wait, what? No, I when he he's did, got Beverly in the I sewer, I thought he says, he, uh, de- no, I thought he said when you see my deadlights. Yeah. Okay, I guess he brings it yeah, up. Yeah, I think he does in the sewer. Either that or I'm just adding it in. I don't know. You guys no, see it more than no, me. No, so. he says it in the sewer. So he, he he calls it that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said, right? I don't know. He's got me doubting it, but I right. remember he's holding Beverly. Yeah, right? Right and before she says, he like, I'm does not that scared, and then she, he smells her. He doesn't smell fear on her, and he goes, and then he looks back and goes, "You will when you see my deadlights." Hmm. So that's what I thought he said. Yeah. I will. I will let you know again when I see it this week. Bill Skarsgård, like he does some nice little ticks here as Pennywise, man. Like when he's coming out of the fridge, that whole scene. Oh, when he that rolls ne- out of that is so crazy. And the house in Nebolt Street. Yeah. yeah, he rolls out of the fridge, and Eddie's like laying there. And he goes up, and Arm he's all broken. And even the, like Bill's upstairs, and he does the oh, uh, we figured this out. It's it's not real. It's not real. And they open the door. When he turns around and looks at Bill and says, "This isn't real enough for you, Billy. <laughs> I'm not real enough for you." I Dude. was like, "Oh my god, this guy is nailing it." When they cut upstairs, and then we got the three doors. And it's- <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> they funny. Have the shoes. Oh. Was it uh, scary? scary? Not so scary. Or sc- sc- it's scary. Not scary at all. Oh yeah, scary. Very scary. Scary as hell. Scary as hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's very. It's very scary. Is it very scary or think, scary as hell? I think. I think it's very, very scary. Scary. Uh, not scary at all. Thing. And they instantly run to that one. Yeah. <laughs> Where's her legs? <laughs> oh my gosh. I do like how they bring in, Those like, guys. other characters from the book. I mean, they don't do the same stuff with them, but, like, Patrick Hoxetter. Oh, then, he's fucked up in yeah, the that, book. Yeah, that's, that's, totally I, I keep reading that about up. that. They, they yes. said that they could have done a lot more, and apparently if you, and apparently he, he, he gives, 
he, he's got some gay tendencies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they say that when, yeah. uh, if you go back and you see him the first time in the school, when, when the boys walk by, he kind of checks them out like, hmm. I caught, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he, so they, they, they kind of hint to that a little bit with that. They, they play, that. they play yeah. on it too when, not on the gay thing, but on the, <coughs> the sociopath thing when Henry's about to cut the letters into Ben's stomach. Victor and Belch both kind of turn like, to Henry, whoa, like no, whoa, really whoa. But Patrick's back there You're going, right. ooh, ooh, like this is going to be just so much fun. You are right about that, I do. Yeah, yeah, because in the book, even when he they see the balloon, brother, you and you said they killed his little brother. Let's he back up. killed his little brother. He, but how old was his little brother? A few weeks old. Yeah, okay, there you go. It makes it a lot worse. But the little fucker was stealing his mom's attention, and his dinner was coming late. How did yeah. they kill him? Put a pillow over his face. Oh, and he just yeah. There. yeah, dude. Totally could have been a part that could, could have been cut out of the book. It serves really no purpose whatsoever at all. It just... Well, it, 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 it helps. He's such a dick, <clears throat> but he has such a terrible death with these, like, blood-sucking leeches that rip him apart. He, he believes he is the only real thing. That everything else is fake, and yeah. he's real. He's okay. crazy. So he's got this refrigerator. He's been stealing the neighborhood's animals, like cats and dogs. And, and he, he them takes the them to the refrigerator, and he puts yeah. them in, and he goes and checks on them every now and then to see how long it takes them to starve. Holy shit. Because yeah. he's fucked up. Super fucked up. He goes to the refrigerator one time, and these little f- the one thing he's afraid of is leeches. Because one time he got a leech on him, and it's, he, it sucked his blood. And he opens the refrigerator and leeches. Oh shit! Start eating like flying and, leeches. And Beverly sees it happen. See, remember when, I, when we when we left the theater and I said I said uh, Henry is is a fucking psychopath. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was like, holy shit, this motherfucker is a psychopath. They played him up way more. I, I like. I wish they would have leaned more on this other guy. And give you a little bit more of his, his. Well, he's such a side character. Like he's just there to set up. Dude, it's Henry's like a, downfall. It's like thirty chapters in the book. I mean, thirty chapters, thirty pages in the book. Really, that's it. That's, that's crazy. It. And basically, Pennywise sees Henry as, uh, you know, if, if they're not going to believe in me, I can't hurt them. But Henry, it doesn't can. matter if Henry, if they believe in Henry or not, because Henry could fucking kill him. Right. So he kind of takes him over. So, so that that, that they, they uses him. He uses him even like kind of breaks him out of the out of the insane asylum or whatever he's in. Yeah, I, keep in mind I'm only I'm only uh, referencing the miniseries. But anyways, uh, so but at the end of this one, Henry gets fucking dropped down the well. Yeah, and I'm like, how the hell is he gonna come back and and be the be the henchman basically for Pennywise? Man, the only thing I can guess is they're either not gonna do it, right, or they're gonna rely on the. Movie logic that as long as you fall into water, I love this. You survive. I mean, we see it in movies all the time. People fall out of airplanes and land in the ocean, and they're like, "Oh, they're fine. They hit the water." Or you know, Luke Skywalker falls down the fucking endless pit inside the Death Star, and and ends oh, yeah, up because yeah. you slide because <laughs> you see, you, know, you hit that little slide there. Right. You don't necessarily have to die. Um, yeah, it's not the sudden stop in motion that just squishes your guts. It's the yeah, I think they're probably going to... Because they, they set that whole thing up that you, everything that goes into the sewer washes out into the barrens. So I think Henry's going to wash out. So he's going to float up. That's what I think's going to yeah, happen. He's going to float up because everybody floats. <laughs> I still don't get the float thing. Like, you know, it's like, it's, it's weird. Because in the miniseries, everybody's tied up in spider web because he's a giant fucking spider. 
And in this one, everybody's floating above like they've drank it. They've drunk some fizzy lifting drink from fucking uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It'll be interesting. <laughs> See, I thought that Pennywise actually ate their fear, but apparently he, he can eat you too, which is really weird uh, because in the, um, in the miniseries, they talk about how they had a funeral for Georgie. But, I, but in this film, uh, they never actually found his body. So did they actually, in the book, did they actually ever find Georgie's body? Part of it, yeah. So they actually find pieces of him. Yeah, that's a, that's a big difference there. Pennywise grabs his arm, bites into his arm, and his arm rips off at the socket. A kid finds him that later grows up to be a cop. So they actually find his whole body there, so he, he ends up just bleeding out and not getting sucked down into the sewer? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Really? Pennywise takes the arm, and the rest of Georgie is there. Yeah, that cool shot of the arm reaching across, grabbing Georgie and yanking him down was yeah. added for the movie. No shit, because I, I thought that was the whole thing. He like he takes the bodies down, he sucks you down into there, and he, he takes you to his lair. Well, that's, he, a, that's a weird thing. Like, he it does really doesn't need to eat. People, because I mean, he references. He, he does too, because even in the kids movie, think he does. In the movie, he references something. I'm getting the line screwed up, but we were just talking about it. He references something about while I feed on your soul and your fear and your flesh. Well, in the book, I always assumed since he has to take a physical form that we can understand, and it goes a good distance to say that in that physical form, it has to obey certain laws. Yeah. That he has to feed that physical form while yeah. at the same time its essence feeds on the fear. That's the way I always kind of understood it. All right. Okay. I got you. Back in the macroverse, it needs to feed on the fear. Uh, so you were saying that uh, the actual, um, the, the there's a Pennywise type character in the Dark Tower? Yes. Okay. So. And they ended up, and they ended up killing that. Is but is it is it Pennywise? Does no. he does he actually? So there are multiple of these creatures in this world. So in the so, multiple universes. So is it? So is there only one per universe, it or is there one in every the, town? It comes from the spaces between the universe before time was created. No, that's Indiana Jones, man. Come on. It's also Dark Towers, though. It's not the spaces between spaces. No, it's not, dude. Come on, man. Which Indiana Jones was that? Is Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. The Crystal Skull, that bro. movie does not exist. In the Dark Tower, is it a clown? <laughs> it's a comedian. It's a comedian. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Uh, does it feed on laughter? Yep. Interesting. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Yeah, 100%. You're being serious right now. 100% serious. It, it, so, in the Dark Tower, there is a... Pennywise-type creature. A, a Roland, C.K. Louie. Roland and Susanna. Louis C.K. A C.K. <laughs> Louie. <laughs> Roland and Susanna show up at this house. Is that Eddie Murphy? And Only there's an old guy there. And if you've read The Dark Tower, Roland does not laugh a lot. And there's something weird about this guy. And he invites him to come in and he starts telling these jokes. And the more he tells jokes, the more Roland starts laughing. And then he starts getting like weaker. So there is a chance for multiple sequels because it's just different. It could take on different forms in different cities and stuff. Well, I was going to ask y'all about the Stranger Things reference. I know a couple of people that have said this feels a lot like Stranger Things. I personally do not think it felt like Stranger Things. No, well, Stranger Str- Things Str- was, was 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 an homage to this. Yeah. and this is just like it Stranger is. Things feels like Stephen King. And, yeah, well, and I, just, I mean, I don't think this was shot Spielberg, the same. Right? No. I don't think this was. 
I mean, other than it's, it's definitely not shot to, in the eighties, and it's got that kid. Yeah, and there's some kids. Like I don't all kids riding bikes. I don't know. think it has the same look. I don't think it. No, has the same, it's not no. shot no, the same. The same no, color it's not heavy score. Definitely not the same. No, I mean like uh, the cinematographer, the guy that shot this is the guy that shot Old Boy. That, no uh, shit. Wait, the original old boy? Yeah, the original old boy. No, yeah, that explains a lot. South Korean, yeah. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, that Chung Un Chung. That's amazing. I love old boy. That, that yeah, actually, yeah, dude. dude this shot, I, I watched. Yeah, he I was shot watching Lady Vengeance, bro. Oh, dude, I love that. Last time I saw it, I was mainly kind of just paying attention to the cinematography and stuff, right. and, and it is shot well. Dude, no, it is. It, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, when you see this behind the scenes thing, they 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 are on. Constantly on cranes. Does anybody know what camera they use? Or they use the Ari Alexa. So they shot on they shot on Panavision lenses with uh with the uh, Ari cameras. I, mean, I think it looks great. I mean, there's a couple of couple of CG moments that kind of stand out, but no, my biggest I mean, gripe with with that is is like right. when when he runs at you, he he kind of shakes his head back and forth, kind of like I, a, that is one of the problems. Like. I get a little tired I hate, of that. I hated that. Yeah, I that's, totally that's, that's, hated that. That's a modern horror trope. First time he did it, I was fine. But after it, it was like, okay, why is he doing that? It, it, it's I'm the scene when like, Bill goes down and sees Georgie in the uh, basement. I'm into the scene up until Pennywise goes, and comes forward. <laughs> yeah, but what does, makes yeah. me hate it even more, Bill runs up the stairs, and then Pennywise just like falls on the base of the stairs, and then just slips back into the water like, fuck, I can't climb stairs. See, I did. I do like the eye roll, though. Yeah, the, I mean the the eye roll the when he goes away good, is but good. That I was just, my gripe I, with the with the miniseries. It kind of seems like he always captures the kids and then he ends up letting them go so easily. They get away too easily. It's kind of remember when we, when we left the movie. I was like, Pennywise is kind of a pussy because 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 he, <laughs> he, he doesn't really like. He has so many options, uh, so many opportunities to go ahead and kill these kids, and he doesn't do it. No, you're right about that. Man. And why does Pennywise always re- revert to himself? Uh, so he he shows you what you're scared of. No, that's a very good question. And then have, and then yeah, when you look, so I so you're fucking it. freaked out, right? And you turn and run, and but when you look back over your shoulder to make sure it's still coming, it turns into the clown. Is that so you know that? Oh, by the way, it's me. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird, but but maybe maybe that's it's like you know that's what people are here to see. So maybe we have to show. It's one of those things we have to show Pennywise every uh, you know three that's pages. Because yeah, <laughs> there's like some cool little ways they do it in the book where. Does he, he always revert to the clown in the book? No, uh, you, might, you might see a werewolf with no. Yeah, you see pink, something like puffy. Oh, so kind of how the mummy had the exactly. The you and all see that. something about uh, um, Pennywise come through somehow. Or like there, there's a scene where or Richie you see a balloon and, or something. There's a right. scene where Richie and Bill go into the house on knee bolt. They take Bill's dad's gun. Richie only sees a werewolf. Bill sees a clown, so you get the scene from one of them, Richie's point of view, I think, and then later Bill goes, no, I wasn't a werewolf, it was a clown. So they could be in the same room having a different experience. Yeah. Oh, that's freaking sweet. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah, like a Manchurian candidate kind of. Yeah, you you know, your perception is 100% truth. And that's why when, toward the end, when they go in to kill it at the house on Kneebolt, when Richie yells, it's the werewolf, they suddenly all see the werewolf because he puts the idea in their head. Right. If he hadn't have said that, then Ben would have saw the mummy and Stan would have saw the dead kids and Mike would have saw the bird. Oh, that's crazy. That's awesome. So it makes it more personal because that's kind of what it does is it plays yeah. on you. Yeah. And th- that's why they kind of 
I don't know. They, I think they did a pretty good uh, a job of updating him for the film here. I'm just now that I'm thinking that that's New Line Cinema. I'm kind of that they totally could have taken advantage. Why? Of that. Is Holy there not fuck. a Freddy Krueger scene? Oh, really? That dude. That was like everybody was thinking about that. What are you talking about? No, that would have been like a, that like was a rumor mill for going around forever. About I feel that. like an yeah. idiot now that I never put together New Line and dude. Yeah. You could have brought back Robert England and he just jump in there and make that shit happen. Dude, that would have been that, so badass. If I ever meet this director, I'm going to slap his ass. Like, all right, think about the scene. Like, he just comes out of the refrigerator. He does that weird, twisty thing. And we're bitching that we didn't get the werewolf. But think about how badass it would have been if his hand went down. And then those, like, knives came out. You do get the werewolf for that hand. Yeah, but I'm just thinking about if it was Freddy's glove came into frame. Yeah, dude. You'd had a theater full of people going, fuck yes! Yeah, that would have been cool. Why didn't they do that? It had to be some weird rights thing. You know someone in that writer's room brought it up. The town. The feel for the town. You didn't think it was right? In the novel, and the miniseries, they do a good job of bringing the, oh, it's kind of like blocking and, and clouding their vision. I'm assuming they're going to do that. They're going to explain it later. I mean, the director's always said he had, he had two movies he wanted to make. I definitely they they bring it up in the miniseries. Beverly they, talks. Beverly talks exactly. about. She's like. She's talking about how uh, outside of her house one day, Henry and his goons were like holding her down, and then one of her neighbors was yep, outside right. pruning, and they, and they kind of like, and she looked to him hoping to get some help, and he just kind of turns around and goes inside. So she she brings up that the whole town is kind of in on it. Yeah, you know that they they basically turn a blind eye. So they they address that there, which you like you, we talked about before after watching it that you can see that like when uh when when they're kind of beating up the kids in the alleyway and the and the uh, and the car drives by, and you see that the people don't stop to help. I'll bend on the kissing bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then the the balloon floats up in the in the back seat of the car. I get really confused by what that balloon means, and who can see that? Can only Ben see that, or can all the kids see that? Or see, I took it that was just for Ben <coughs> that adults aren't going to help you here. That's why I took it. But again, I'm pulling. That's that's how I took it too. But, but I'm then pulling at the, the same information time, I'm like, from the book. Exactly. So. How did you take it? I was like, weird. It, it is is it uh, is Pennywise uh, possessing those people that drove by? And then uh, we 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 talked about that after watching the film. And then you brought up the fact that you know the whole town is is kind of turns a blind eye because the whole town is infected by it. It made more sense. But yeah, at, at the time, I totally didn't get it. It did. It kind of washed over me. It's kind of did it bother you or did it intrigue I, you? I, I had a question about it. It's kind of like how in uh, you ever seen the movie Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. Oh yes. Okay. So where uh, where he he's kind of walking by and and like he he's being chased down this like alleyway by this vehicle with these like faces and they ride and they drive by him and he kind of looks over and it kind of shows that that the demons are everywhere. Right. I kind of th- had that feeling that that scene reminded me it made me instantly think of Jacob's Ladder. To me, if if people that <laughs> exactly what you're about Jacob you know Bowser. if yeah. they're seeing the movie and they don't have other material to reference and come up with a conclusion and it's intriguing them then I don't have a problem with it. But if it's confusing them, then... I'm going to say it didn't make any sense. I mean, like, at, at that time. Because you're like, holy fuck, they're not helping. But but you know what? That That's where your brain immediately goes is, shit, shit's going down and they're not helping. But then but then you see the balloon and they're like, oh, okay. I mean, it's a very purposeful... Yeah. It's something I thought about while watching the movie, but I, I kept thinking, it was like... Wait, am I excusing it because I have all this other knowledge that I'm bringing into the film 
through the miniseries, through the through the novel right. that we're you know you know what I mean. I'm just saying that that I guarantee you, like as someone who hadn't seen anything at that point, really, the balloon is what makes it make somewhat sense. Because normally you would drop by, it's like, holy fuck, these people are assholes. They're not helping. But with the balloon, it's like, oh. I've seen my son totally. Yeah. He, I mean, he hasn't read the book. He, right. So what, what was his take on it? That Pennywise makes the adults not care. Okay. Well, then, then, then it totally, totally comes across. went that way. And that, well, I mean, you definitely but, get the ad, uh, idea that adults are kind of shitty. Like, they at least portray that in the film. I do. I, will I say. mean, yeah, you definitely get that innocence of youth and. Yeah. These are all. Once you get to the certain age, you're corrupted. Yeah, I think everybody can see that, though. So then, then why isn't um, why isn't Mike corrupted? Uh, because he already knew about it. Because he's of age by that point. So my, that was actually my other. But big that's question. not in the that's not in the book. Like the book is. Well, well, it seems like it only attacks kids. Then why are they able to attack it and see him when they are adults? It, in the book, it doesn't just attack kids. Like oh, okay. It the chapter one is Georgie gets killed. Chapter two is Adrian Mellon gets killed, and who's Adrian? He's a gay writer that lives with <coughs> his husband in Derry, and these Henry Bowers type people throw him over the kissing bridge. And chapter two is like a police procedural, and you see it like it like okay, so because in the movie they talk about how you know the the number of of. What's really weird about this town is that the number of of, of, of disappearance and murders are, are is this amount, but and that's only but adults. that's only adults. But and then now then there, but the but it's even more for kids. So that that shows that that it does attack both in that. But you know what? But My brain likes, does not take it there because for some reason I only show think you. I only think that it, it it attacks kids. But in that line of dialogue, it does prove that it does take it that way. But I totally did not put that together until this moment. Ben's Easter egg vision. I don't know why I really, really dug that one. The headless yeah. body because coming at him. It, just because just it caught me the, off guard. I love the motion of the headless body. Yeah, right. And the, the way reveal? it's almost stepping on each. Way it's almost it's stepping that, on itself. It's got itself. that Asian, the Asian ghost kind of like choppiness to it. As yeah. it kind of like. Well, watch its feet. Like it doesn't know where it's going because <laughs> well, it can't, it can't right. see. It doesn't have a head. The egg boy line totally threw me off afterwards too. What's the line? Like, hey, egg boy. Hey, egg boy. You got this shot of Ben, and he turns around. He, you see him. He turns around, and then it's like Pennywise, and he's like, burr, 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 burr. and then he, you know, he runs into the, the, the librarian on the yeah. steps. The, the, exactly. the librarian's a nice. Oh, it's so good. That's a, that's a nice adult. Well, apparently okay, not. If she's standing right. over your. She's over your oh, okay. <laughs> except for, yeah, except for that part where she's like looking all creepy, but <laughs> except for she's like a demon librarian right. in the back corner. But you can't blame her for being a demon. Li- I think. See, to me, that <laughs> all shows more demon his influence over the adults than it does that all adults are bad. Because if she's purposely like, "Hey, here's your book. You should have friends. Why are you not out playing?" Well, I mean, I, I can, I can, well, I can see the director's theme. Um, oh, it's, I mean, there's definitely a theme being played out. Yeah, you know, you can even see the adult, like even Beverly, like she goes and she's trying to find tampons or, like, you know, that creepy fucking scene. No oh, shit! Right, Holy yeah. shit, man! Oh, you look like Clark Kent. Oh, really? Well, you look like. Oh no, Lane. no! Wasn't wasn't that a scene later? Bing got cut. That's when she's blind to buy tampons. Oh, was that when yeah. she was blind to buy? T- okay, I thought because she because she she, she does that later. to get his attention so they can get all the uh, so the they medication can steal the so they can go help out. Okay. Oh, that's right. Eddie comes up there and there's uh Okay, what did you guys think of the pharmacist's daughter? 
I because uh, she's not in the oh, that, book at all. That, that bitchy... yeah, she is too. Is Betty, she? Uh, she's a uh, well. She is for a scene. She's the girl that uh, Eddie has a crush on. She's always picking on Beverly. She dies when she's eighteen in a car wreck. They really, she's not the pharmacist daughter. She's not, and they really play her up in this movie. Like they make they her do. A, a way more focus. Like in the book, she's like. Maybe, Maybe two pages. <laughs> okay, yeah, two pages total. Like, I, I mean, I know five, Eddie does but... go to her, go to her street, and that's where you get a lot of. He had a crush on her, and he used to walk by her house, and then he goes over to the Tracker brothers' lot where they used to play baseball. She shows up and says that I was killed when I was eighteen and on pills. How does she show up? If she's her dead. Ghost. Her like, go- okay. It's yeah, dairy, man. On, <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. I forgot. There's also a dead headless belch playing baseball going, I hit that one out of the park, didn't I? <laughs> it's Castle Rock 2.0, bro. Are you guys excited about that Castle Rock TV show? I'm kind of excited about that. No. Not really. About I'll it. wait until you say it's good or not. Really? You're not excited about that? No, I, mean, I, 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 I kind of, I kind of want to see that. J.J. Abrams? Stephen King? I mean, last time they teamed up, it was good. Um, 11.22 was good. That was good. I enjoyed that. I'm I'm down. I'm down. That's a really good book. You should read it. Baby steps. Got to get through it first. Beverly and Richie's in it. No shit. Yeah. They make. They so make does he tie all of his films together? Are they all a part of the King verse? Yeah, pretty they all kind of connect. Uh, they're not all of them. There are certain ones that connect to the Dark Tower books, so those are all connected. Mm-hmm. And then there are ones that aren't connected to anything. It's mostly like, do you take place in Derry or do you play? take place in Castle Rock. Well, you know, to be honest with you, though, I, I stopped reading King after Cell, so... So you've missed some good ones. So is the It Blood Sign logo, is Stan, is that Stanley's... It looks like it. ...blood mark? What? The way, that's the way it's drawn in the book. <laughs> the, the, the logo of uh, of It. I mean, that's exactly how it's drawn in the book. Is it? When, when, he, uh, when he commits suicide and writes it on the bathroom wall? From what I remember, yeah, that's what it looks like. So we're going to do our closeouts. Let's give our thoughts on the novel, if we've read it, uh, the miniseries from 1990, and the new film. Okay, well, I'll start. I haven't ever read the book, but I'm looking forward to it. And as far as the miniseries, I think that if you see it as uh, what it is, something from the 90s, the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, I guess they probably shot it late late 80s. If you see it as what it is and being a TV movie, I don't think it's very scary, but it was a lot of people's first uh, look at this. It probably made a lot of people read the book, and I think a lot of people are playing on nostalgia of actually wanting to see the new film is why it's doing so well. Um, I, I, I think that it was, it was pretty mediocre, and, but it being a TV movie, you know, it does have its merit, which is the reason we probably even have this film today, because if that had never come out, we probably wouldn't even have this. But that being said, I think that this uh, the new film... Uh, it, it, it opens up the, uh, the story to an entire new generation. Hell, it makes me want to read the book. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, I can't wait for the next one. How much do you guys think that, uh, Stranger Things may, may have had something to do with the success of this film? I thought it was really weird that they actually had the kid from Stranger Things in this. Right? I think that that's yeah. probably a marketing ploy I to feel even like have that kid in there. That. And he's actually really good in it. I, I, I no, think, he is. I think he's a little overused with as far as far as his one-liners and all that. And I even had uh, there was somebody behind me uh, while we were watching it saying, "Damn, what grade are these kids in?" Because they are talking some straight up trash in this movie. But you know, uh, apparently the book is really filthy. That they actually left in a lot of the the uh, of his 
uh, f bombs and all that. Is is the book super dirty as far as the language? Yeah, a little bit. So yeah, so maybe that's just keeping to true to tone and true to you know true to the form of of the book. But uh, I, I did think it was a little weird to have that kid in there. But hey, you know he's good in he's good in Stranger Things, and he was really good in this. But I, I do think that is a marketing ploy to have him in there. You think he's a new Corey Feldman? Being all the new movies with kids in. It. I think he was better than Seth Green. Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll start with the miniseries. The miniseries was I was exposed to it, and it's fun. It hasn't dated the best. I will say that. Uh, I, do, I really do enjoy Tim Curry, though. You know, I don't. I don't want to take anything away from Tim Curry. Tim Tim Curry did a, a fun performance. The kids all did good in the miniseries. I will. I will say that. Oh, the brand is false flat. <laughs> uh, you think so? Yeah, man. Watch it again, man. I watched it this weekend. No, I was like, dude, I, just I don't think he I falls thought, flat, bro. I thought I he think was he the worst one out of the bunch. No, really? You think yes. he was the worst one? Man, I don't know. No, I, 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 know, I've seen Jonathan Brandis in Sidekicks, and he was really great in that. No, I think I, th- I think Beverly is the worst one out of the out, out of the bunch in the in the miniseries. And then maybe I'll give you a Brandis. Okay. Maybe then. Oh, maybe, I'll go maybe, with you on that. It was the book. He was no Will Wheaton from Stand By Me. I'm just saying. Uh, it was. <laughs> it was. It was cut down uh, version of the book. Um, I know. Uh, Stand By Me is another one that people want to com- compare it to, and well, goddamn, it's the same writer. <laughs> it, it is. It, it, that's what I'm saying. It's it's Stand By Me, but with horror. Yeah, it is. I mean, here's here's the thing. The book the book's great. The book's great. You know my problem with it? It's too fucking long. Yeah, they should have cut some shit out of it. It is way too fucking long. It's a great book. You should definitely read it. Some people have been saying is that, that the book is sloppy. Do you think the book is sl- the book is sloppy writing? Uh, it's, it's you know when no. he when he when he goes off a little bit sometimes in his in his tangents at the length that the book is. I don't want to call it sloppy. I would call it way too much. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's Stephen King. Some That's of his Stephen books. King just is. Some of his wordy. books I do think is too long. I don't. I don't think it. I think that one needs to be long. I do, but there's some. There, there's some one, moments you could. Cut that out. one's a lot. There's a lot about like character and and each person's personal story that you can cut out some stuff. That stuff with Patrick and but it's all interesting stuff. No, it's interesting, but you can totally cut it out. It doesn't serve anything to the story. It has no purpose uh, at all. That's your that's your opinion of that's a like plot. That's like your opinion, man. No, no, it's totally my opinion. I'm that's why <laughs> I'm, I'm giving it to you. I'm giving but you what I'm saying, I if if everything you, if comes you out of my mouth is my opinion, <laughs> but if you gave uh, me a choice of this is a cut down version without the Patrick Hoxsetter stuff and this no, is no. the original, I would say I want to read the original cuz it, it's more interesting. It is good. Right. No, I, but the 2017 film is a great apta- adaptation. I am really impressed with it. I think it does a majorly awesome job. It's so good. It hits the scares. It does rely on jump scares a lot. And it does have some problems that we've talked about at the end. Can we all admit that it does so much more right than it does wrong? I agree. And you know what I will address? It is not super scary. It really wasn't. It's not. But you know what? I I don't care. It doesn't have to be something new and inventive. It just has to be something well told that is 
within the macabre and within the scary and I'm, I'm sold on it. But, but my biggest question is, do you think that this film in 20 years will be uh, noted as, as a classic horror film? Yes. You know really? why? It is a great Stephen King adaptation. How many great Stephen King adaptations you have? You have this Shawshank movie Redemption. right here. You have Shawshank to Redemption. You have The Shining. Yep. You have Carrie. Green Mile. Oh, Green Mile. Green Mile. Yep. What do we got? Misery. I'll give Misery. you Misery. Ooh, Misery. I forgot about that one. That one's fucking I, I, great. Yeah, I'll give you Misery. Cujo. Uh, Cujo. Dead Zone. Dead Zone. Really? Those two? I haven't seen those films. Oh, uh, dude. Cujo and Dead Zone are great. Oh, okay. Conor Brooks' Dead Zone is and, awesome. In fact, Cujo and Dead Zone, I would actually probably put at the top yeah really i would yeah. put those in my top five yeah yeah i went totally with vincent on that in fact i kind of feel ashamed that i didn't put those out right away so you honestly think that this stands up to those what are you what else are you talking about no i'm just you asking know? i'm just i just want to know your opinion do you think that this will this movie will stand the time in 20 years yeah we'll yeah. look back I, and we'll I, say yeah i think this that, is a great horror film yeah yeah this at, is going to be in the top for a different 10 reason. or 15 yeah why is that this is the first horror movie we've gotten in a long time that actually takes time to develop stories outside of the scary stuff. Right. Like, you get character bonding, you get, like, fun moments. Like, you literally get a chance to fall in love with these characters. And we haven't gotten to see that in the horror genre in a long time. Most time it's really, like, you know... It's try to get bare bone. These teenagers are going somewhere and some scary shit's gonna let's happen. Let's fill a trailer up with, some money, with right. as many jump scares as we can so we can get asses and seats and sell tickets. Um, I think I, uh, I think people are gonna that. people are gonna latch on to actually being able to care about the characters, right? I think Stranger Things had a big deal to do with this like total '80s resurgence, even with the style of this whole uh, synth pop, yes, synth wave. You know, uh, I music. saw it coming too, because we had that whole like horror '70s wave, right? And but this score does, rem- is not remember, no, it's not at all. But what I'm saying is that, that, that that's allowing things to come back. I remember yeah. straight up telling Mark, you like, watch, next is going to be a big 80s wave. Yeah. But it's 80s in the good way. It's not the shitty 80s. We're actually getting the good part of the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> About damn time. All right, Benson, give us your closing thoughts. The miniseries came out when I was a kid. I remember watching it and really liking the first part being very disappointed in the second part. Watching it now, I can see why as a kid I liked it. It doesn't, I don't feel like it holds up very well. I feel like there's a big nostalgia factor that you want to like it because you liked it as a kid. And it may be because I saw this movie and I was like, okay, I've seen a better version of this now. Right. If I'd have watched it, you know, a week ago, I might be like, see, this is good, but I've seen a better version. Right. This is definitely a better version. I, most of the stuff that they change and swap around for the movie purpose, I think is fine. I don't, it doesn't bother me. I think they caught the tone of the book very well. The friendship between the kids, the, the horror scenes, the visceralness of it. I think it's an excellent movie despite its flaws. I mean, there are a few, but what movie doesn't have them, especially in a horror genre, especially coming from a source material that's so vast and so huge. Yeah, I mean, you're... Touche. <laughs> right? I mean, this, come on. This is a very, so very much. dense book. Um, a lot of shit happens. It tells, you know, it tells the history of a town, so it's going to be hard to make a hour-and-a-half, two-hour movie satisfying. I will say that, remember at the end, I was like, how long was that movie? You guys were like, it was like two hours and 15. I honestly did not get bored 
once in this film. Oh, I've seen it three times. I haven't gotten bored I, yet. I, you know, a lot of films, I'm just like halfway through. I'm like, all right, I need to go pee Now, here. I did the first time I saw it. I thought it was a little too fast. Like, I was like, man, this is a lot of information. Oh, they're cramming shit in. The second and third time, I was I was easier on the the pacing, right? And I was like, okay, this this is working. This feels right. Well, that's one thing I keep telling the people is this movie's paced really well, and it it, uh, it, it never it never drops your attention, and it just moves right along. And, and even I'm by re- the end, I was like, wow, that was really it, it moved really well. And I'm excited that it's doing so well. Like I am glad people are latching onto a horror movie with a story. Um, that's what we need more of <laughs> no kidding because I mean I've been told straight up that story doesn't matter just scare people 123 million dollars might tell you that story does matter well that's what makes horror really I mean if you have a good story if you care about the person then you really care when they're in danger right you know you, you, you're really on the edge of your seat when they're when they're in trouble because it makes you feel like you're there with them yeah I couldn't recommend the movie enough are you can you feel a little let down by, at the end yeah but is the ride getting there worth it hell yeah Moving on to the book, I'll disagree. I don't think it's too long. Um, you pick it up, you know you're fixing to read a long book. The editor to me wants to cut some pages out. <laughs> it just why do you want to cut some pages? In in, in the book, I, I keep asking you guys these questions. In in the book, okay, read so it. in the I, damn it, I'm getting there. And by the time <laughs> the next one comes out, I will have read it. But anyways, Four years later, uh, <laughs> so I'm almost done. <laughs> so, he just had the orgy. Holy fuck! Uh, oh, I'm so hard. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> it, all right. Why does he keep referencing birds? I don't get it. <laughs> in okay, in, in the miniseries, <laughs> in the miniseries, they attack the spider and they fucking rip its heart out with their bare hands. They go knock it over on its side and they just start just jabbing at it with their hands and they pull its fucking heart out. Yep. Does that happen in the book? They just like start tearing at it with their hands. Yep. Bill and Richie go do that. While Ben kills its babies. Yep. Wait, there are other other little ones running around. Oh yeah. It's female. They didn't do that. Totally (laughs) fucking the book up for you. (laughs) Well, that's fine. Cause I'll, I'll, I will have forgotten about it by that point. Oh, we're, we're fucking up chapter two, which that's another thing. Have we mentioned that, that it, at the end credits, it says this is it, chapter, chapter one. one. Well, it says at the very beginning. No, it, doesn't. it says it at the very beginning. Yeah, it does. At the end, it, it says, says it, chapter, chapter one. one. Oh, and that's right. I was in a theater full of people that had no idea this was based on a book, and when it, chapter one, came up, like, they were pissed. Did any of you stay past the credits? No. Apparently, at the end, you hear the Pennywise laugh. Yeah, you do hear the Pennywise laugh. At I did the very, say- very end. To give you the, to give you the, it's coming back, you know. Well, you know it's coming back because Beverly it says chapter straight, one. Beverly straight up says we all come back and we're older. I saw it. Or you can read the book, you know. But Which I, you mean, should I read thoroughly the enjoy the book. I think the book is. It is a good book. I'm not. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not talking too. It's much it's it's very much like a character type book. This the it's all you're going to get. Lots of character development, lots of backstory, and if that's not your thing, then don't read it. Read the screenplay. It's a story about childhood and how you relate with your childhood with an author who is playing with everything that he grew up watching scary. So it's, yeah, it is. It is about it's about childhood trauma and revisiting that childhood trauma. I keep telling people it, it, it's, yeah. it's 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 overcoming your fears as as uh, as a group as you know leaning on your friends uh, you know attacking your fears with with your friends basically you know totally eight Elkins out of ten. 
So you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, our email address is themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew, and crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E, extra E at the end, that's right, at gmail.com. We're on Facebook uh, and Twitter at Movie Crew Pod. Benson, where can people follow you, sir? J. Edward Benson at Twitter. And Jared, where can they follow you, sir? You can follow me on Instagram at CheckTheGate or on the Twitter at Jared B. Callen. You can also check me out at any Shut Up Listen podcast at ShutUpListenPodcast.com. Check out Don't Be Afraid of the Dark.net with Josh McLean. There you go. And guys, we have a film, Girl in Woods, that you guys can check out on iTunes and Amazon and Voodoo. Give these so, guys some money. They did a good job. There you go. Watch our film. We would surely appreciate that. And like always, we close out with a little bit of the soundtrack. We're going to be synth music. Here we go. It's not synth music. <laughs> uh, this is uh, some of the great score from Benjamin Wallfish. We're going to be playing track one and track three off the soundtrack. Track one is every 27 years. And of course, for all you horror fans, Georgie Meet Pennywise is our second track. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs>